Hey guys, and welcome to the Matcha Diaries. We are just two girls, Kara and Leo, who love to help each other get through our 20s semi-sane. So in today's episode, we're talking about comparison culture, but I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer to say that we are in no way experts on this, and we're just talking about our experiences and some research that we did online. So yeah, just a quick disclaimer. But anyways, go and grab yourself a matcha and enjoy this episode. that everybody who's listening right now has at some point in time engaged in a form of comparison just because it is so natural and ingrained into who we are as humans and especially with the rise of social media social comparison just seems to become even more common and hard to escape which is why we wanted to take this episode to educate ourselves and Hopefully you guys in the process to just explore the more psychological side of comparison because we personally were just interested in it and starting with a question of why do we even compare ourselves and then we're going to just dive into the potential benefits but also negatives of comparison and then lastly what can we actually do to improve the way that we compare ourselves in our daily life but before that as we do every week, we're just going to go into our highs and lows of the week. So, Mrs. Kara, do you want to start us off? I would love to start us off, yes. <laughs> um, I'd say the high of this week is that Ed and I have already started looking at apartments, which or houses, we don't know yet, we're looking at both, but uh, to rent, and we're so excited, and I think it's just given me that like extra sense of like the change and excitement of change mm. that I've been looking for. So yeah, we like we spend at least two hours every day on right move, just looking at apartments and like we've already um like we put it on Sims and we kind of plan out how we have we want to have the furniture and stuff. So it's just it's been really exciting. <laughs> I don't know, we're so cheesy, but um and like on Pinterest, I have a like a a board of a bunch of like ideas that I want to have so yeah I'm just like really excited for that to happen and I guess it'll it'll meet my 2021 goal of like being in a new place so at least I'm working towards that which is good Um, yeah it's very good yeah and then I just say my low of this week is just stresses of work which I think is normal all of us go through it so um Yeah, just like I have a lot of things going on at the moment that determine future outcomes of my life. So (laughs) yeah, just dealing with that. And then I think a little low I've had is just um, a conversation with my parents where we had to deal with like cultural differences um, and like Mm. just just dealing with the struggles of being Arab, but also dating an English boy and like knowing what's right and what's wrong and like navigating those situations. So it just made me a bit uncomfortable, but I'm okay now. So <laughs> what about you? What was your high of your week? Before I say that, I just want to say that if anybody listening mm. is like from an Arab culture, I feel like they should reach out to you and maybe you guys can have a chat <laughs> and has any like resources that can that can help. <laughs> yeah, because I've ranted to Leo this week being like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I was like, I need to find some podcasts to listen yeah. to where people... <laughs> know the struggles that I'm going through so yeah I guess for me I'm gonna start with my high which I actually couldn't decide on which it was it's like two sort of small things well not really small things but not like 
monumental groundbreaking things but the first one is <laughs> that I have finally gotten a new laptop which is actually <laughs> incredible for anybody that like knows me in my personal life I have had the same laptop for <laughs> literally since I was 18 so now like five years and it was just breaking at the seams like it was literally like vibrating all the time and just like so slow this is a big deal for Leah though because I told her she needed a new laptop like three years yeah. ago <laughs> and she's only just gone and been like wait actually my life is so much harder now with my old laptop so it's actually I feel like the podcast motivated me to actually get a new laptop because I knew that yeah. once I'm going back like once I go back to England I wouldn't be able to edit on my old laptop so this was kind of the final push that I needed so yeah very happy my new laptop yeah. is actually like making my life like tons better I don't want to promote materialistic things like making you happy but <laughs> sometimes well it's not the it's not the materialistic thing that makes you happy it's just like how it's made your life yeah. a bit better so yeah and like easier so you're promoting choices that make you less stressed in life <laughs> I, li- I like that viewpoint <laughs> <laughs> And and like my second mini high is just like that I've had I started a new like morning routine kind of challenge for myself after the episode that we recorded with Emily. I'm not quite sure. I don't think it's gonna be up yet when we release this episode, but -hmm. you guys can look forward to that because it was such a good episode, at least like for us to record. Life changing. (laughs) Yeah, she was so inspirational. And after we recorded that episode, I was just like something clicked in my brain. I was like, yeah, like I do have to start believing in myself more and start changing things in my daily routine to make future dreams of mine possible and like to work actively on them so I've just I mean this isn't like a monumental change but I've just started like getting up a little bit earlier and like prioritizing things differently in my morning routine so that I start work a bit earlier which I think is going to be very beneficial because I've got a few like very busy weeks and months of work ahead of me so yeah um, I'm excited for that, which, I mean, that leads me on perfectly into my life, <laughs> which is similar to Cara, just like stress about work. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I've just like got a a big work review meeting coming up quite soon, which is going to determine my, my future at the company that I'm currently working at, <laughs> and, um, especially as a person who like hates, I guess, talking about myself having to like sell myself in some way which yes. like application processes and these sort of review meetings I guess are all about like this is just mm-hmm. a little bit stressful um and I think it's just it's been impacting like other areas in my life again this like no <laughs> hum of stress so I've been having like the weirdest vivid dreams that you know those dreams when you wake up and for a second like you think they're real and then when you realize that they're not real, you just have like that overwhelming sense of like relief that that wasn't the truth. You have to give us so real. an example. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tonight's dream, I had two really weird dreams. I'm going to explain one, which was for anybody who doesn't know, I went on a year abroad or like I went for half a year to volunteer in Mexico. And in my dream, one of my friends, I don't even remember who it was, had to go to prison um and then suddenly there was like wanted posters everywhere and like I was being like searched for by the police because 
apparently it had something to do with like us buying alcohol from a store which is really strange because oh. I actually didn't drink when I was in mm-hmm. Mexico like I think I drank like yeah. once but I and I and it was so weird because then like the police was like looking for me and it was like this manhunt for me and <laughs> I was just like terrified and then I had to like go to prison and I just like didn't know what for and I like, didn't know what I had done wrong <laughs> and I just like kept trying to like replay the time in Mexico in my head I was like okay what like what happened that night like what did I do what laws did I break and I couldn't <laughs> figure out it's just it was the weirdest I'm so thing. confused why you had that dream because like didn't you watch like a rom-com last night it's not like you watched some actiony yes i was watching the lizzie (laughs) mcguire movie with my family which i thought would be like the perfect thing like a bit of nostalgia to like bring me out of my head make me feel less stressed and then i had freaking weird dreams Because the second dream was, like, I was, like, lost and it was in the middle of the night and I knew my parents were, like, looking for me and waiting for me somewhere and were, like, mad at me because I wasn't there. And then I was, like, yeah. in a dark, dark cellar. And it was like, really creepy. <laughs> I'm usually good at interpreting dreams, but sorry, Leo, <laughs> can't help you on this one. <laughs> I can't either. I feel like the only thing that was, like, a common theme was just, like, me, I was very stressed in those dreams. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was very panicked in those dreams um so yeah at least they were just dreams <laughs> and you got to wake up and be like so glad i'm not going to prison knock on wood <laughs> very happy for you okay so for this episode we decided that we were going to do something a little bit different because obviously normally we kind of go into our own experiences and our own stories with whatever sort of topic we are discussing Mm. that week and we do still want to do this for this topic so we're going to be talking about comparison obviously but we kind of even just for our own benefits we wanted to do some research into it into the more I guess like psychological side of it yeah yes exactly the like scientific reasons for why we compare ourselves and hopefully take some lessons from it as to what can we, based on the science, what are some things that we can do to improve our relationship with comparison? Yeah. So maybe just as an intro, Kara, do you want to just give like a quick, I don't know, snippet of like how you feel about comparison now, how maybe it's changed yeah. for you over the years? Um, I think it's just like so instilled in all of us, like comparing ourselves to others. And I find myself... I think I'm so hyper aware of it as well. So like I'll look at a picture online and I'll like be looking at someone. I'm like, oh, she looks like this or she looks like this and whatever. And I'm I'm then like, wait, why am I like just through saying, oh, she looks at this. My brain is thinking like I don't look like this or oh, she ha- got this job and stuff in my head. I'm like my subconscious feelings is uh, why didn't I get this job? Like, why couldn't it be me? So it's always like I revert whatever I'm seeing back to me to try like understand uh, what's going on. But I think. I honestly think lockdown and, like, corona has helped with it because I'm just, like, not as exposed to real people around me Mm. and, like, comparing in that sense. But then also there's, like, the social media side of things where I'm just, like, constantly comparing myself to online ideals of, you know, whatever anyone else is representing of themselves online. So um, I'd say it is a big part of, like, my life, comparing myself to other people, which is not the best at all and like I compare myself to my sisters 
um, my friends. I just think, I don't know. It's just very instilled in what I do. And I guess like this episode, the point of it is just to try to be like, okay, you're doing this. How do we um, try and make it better or like understand why you're doing it in the first place? But yeah. Do you, would you say the same thing? Yeah, I would say it's like changed over the years for me, like how I compare myself. Because I know mm. I've obviously talked about this before on the podcast, but I think when I was younger, it was a lot of like looks based comparison. Yeah. And I think that still is like sometimes the case for me now, but I think I'm easy. It's easier for me to put those aside or like rationally be like, okay, there's lots of different types of beauty, you know, just because I'm looking at somebody and find them beautiful doesn't mean that, you know, that takes away from my own blah 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 but I think what I've started doing more is like comparing myself in like a work aspect or I don't know what mm-hmm. like a career success um type of way because I, I catch myself like looking at fellow colleagues or people I guess on the internet or something that are like at a similar age or I've had like a similar path to me that I feel like from the outside looking at them, I'm like, oh my god, they are like so killing it and they are so confident. Yeah, they have their shit yeah, together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> me, it's always about like the confidence because I know that that's like where I'm lacking the most. So when I see people just like being really confident in what they're doing and I'm like, oh my god, like that's what I want. And again, obviously it's so easy to look at somebody and think certain things and you never know what's actually going on in their brains because I feel like no matter how successful you are you're always gonna be comparing yourself to others and I guess in a way that's also good to a certain extent to be comparing yourself to others because it like pushes you to want to do better but I think only to a certain extent. Yeah I think that like transitions us well to like for us to try and understand like why we compare ourselves in the first place and I mean, Leo did some research on this and do you want to do you want to say what you found yeah so this confirmed what I already had known but comparison is extremely natural and it is just something that is ingrained into every single human and everybody compares themselves to others in different areas so attractiveness wealth intelligence success relationships confidence And even when comparisons actually make us Mm. unhappy or don't improve our lives. And according to some studies, actually as much as 10% of our entire thoughts involve comparisons of some kind. And I do think that we are all aware of like the damaging effects that comparisons can have, but it can actually also have some benefits. And we don't want this episode to be just like, oh, comparison is bad. This is why you should stop because... That is not realistic because it's just yeah. the way that humans understand themselves is through comparing ourselves to other people. And yeah. research has actually shown that people who regularly compare themselves can actually find motivation to improve through this. But then obviously on the other side of it, if you're doing it in a destructive way, you can also experience feelings of deep dissatisfaction, guilt, remorse, And also engage in destructive behaviors such as lying and disordered eating because obviously that ties into comparison when it comes to body image or even that's why sometimes like what I eat in a day is what I eat in a week can sometimes be very triggering I think for people it's because you're comparing yourself to okay what are they eating or what are they exercising like and why don't I look like that and then you can modify your behavior based on that when obviously 
every single person's body is just so different mm-hmm. and it won't react the same way to even if you're doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. I actually love those videos, like the what I eat in a day, but more just to see what others like not to compare. Yeah, like inspo. Yeah, inspo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like inspirations. And also, like, I've noticed myself looking more at different cult, like the cultures of it. So, like, um, like an English person's day in the life, like what they eat, and then like an Arab person. It's just for me, like, it's interesting. But yeah, I can see how just that can be a you compare on a level where it is like self destructive. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, that uh, social comparison can motivate forms of like self improvement, but it can also like be associated with reduced self-esteem and that's when you're comparing yourself to um when you're like looking at others to judge yourself in that aspect and it can lead to like greater negative effects like depression as well when you know it gets way into your head um so i guess like to sum up this question we what we like think what like why we compare ourselves to other people it's mainly as a way of evaluating ourselves um so comparison it used to be an evolutionary need to protect ourselves and assess the threats around us. And it's, in, in, in essence, it's a form of self-reflection. Yeah. And this capacity for self-reflection is actually one of the defining characteristics of our human species. And it is what, in essence, makes us human and what makes us like wonder mm. about our purpose in life and protect our social image and also cooperate and compete with other humans. So it is actually so innate in us and that's why it's so natural and um there has been this theory which was first explored seriously explored by the social psychologist leon festinger in 1954 which is called the social comparison theory and this theory states that people place their own self-worth on how they compare themselves to others so if individuals perceive themselves to be stacking up well against others they will tend to have higher self-worth mm-hmm. but then on the other hand if individuals perceive that they're not stacking up well against other people's abilities yeah they will have a low self-worth yeah and I think this it goes hand in hand with our desires as well to fit in and the need for acceptance with others so like something I've noticed is we compare to be more like the like others around us so we can place ourselves in that group like with hopes to have those mm. associations um like for us to for people to perceive us the same way that we perceive like that group um and like the need for acceptance is a basic human instinct um but it's interesting to think that in order to be accepted we often present slightly different versions of who we are depending on the environment and like the company we're in like i find myself doing that a lot if i'm in a workplace uh scenario i portray myself to be more confident and like more social and like i have like my shit together and i do that to to, for people to think of me as like that person in the workplace that knows what the heck is going on um and then like and then like for example like with my friendship with you I think I portray myself to be very like open and I love having deep chats and mm. um like I'm very you know spiritual and I love having these conversations which I think like it's it's very close to who I am but I do notice myself then in like other friendship situations where I'm surrounded with people that don't like these conversations so then I like kind of change who I am just to like please them and to to fit in and I just think that's I mean do you find yourself doing that as well like you change the way you are definitely because you compare yourself to like what that group is I think that is so natural like and that's when I can tell whether in the work environment you can't really change it because you know you have to portray yourself as 
kind of the most put together professional <laughs> version of yourself like you shouldn't be crying yeah. about your emotional problems at work is kind of not the place yeah um but in yeah. friendships that's how I kind of can tell whether a friendship is like really good True. I think if I can if mm. I feel more comfortable to be more authentic and like the less effort I have to put into I guess like changing or putting on a certain yeah. act and that doesn't even necessarily have to be that negative but I sometimes if it's like especially like group situations I can find myself mm-hmm. having to dial up that like social I don't even know what you would call it but just like having to like, be more social than I think I naturally would be yeah but that's just the nature of being in a big group and you know you have to just like keep so much in mind um but then with when I'm with my family or when I'm with you I don't feel like I have to put much effort into I don't know I don't have yeah. to like think actively I don't even know I'm not describing this properly but no no no. I get what you're saying exactly like like with you when I'm being open and stuff that's just normal to me yeah and 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 like I guess you bring out that side of me that like mm-hmm. likes having these conversations and stuff like that but then when I am in situations where I know the groups I'm with like different situations that I probably don't align with my values I find that like more ex- like socially exhausting because I'm having to yeah. constantly think what do I s- like how would they react to me saying this mm-hmm. or like do they want to be having these conversations like yesterday I was having a group call with uh, some friends and I like I brought up a question I was like what does marriage mean to you because I was just really curious <laughs> um and a whole other tangent but when I asked that question I was like shit like are these I forgot like are these the type of people that like having these conversations and I ha- I had to make a comment being like oh only answer this if you want to answer this and it's like <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> I was like I don't want to like make you uncomfortable but I'm just curious <laughs> <laughs> your innate podcaster coming out trying to ask a deep yeah. questions in life <laughs> yeah I love these conversations but I, but I guess it's Me like too. understanding that not everyone is the same and you have to like align with them <laughs> that's so interesting I guess like going back to Leon Festinger, who I feel like must have been a very intelligent man. Um, yeah. He actually found that people, that humans can't actually define themselves intrinsically or independently. They can only define themselves to somebody else, which I just think is crazy to think that if we didn't have other people to compare ourselves to. You won't understand yourself. Yeah, we wouldn't have a self-concept of ourselves. That scares me, to be honest. Yeah. It puts so much pressure on, like, who you're surrounding yourself with. Because then you know that if you're surrounding yourself with, like, good people that bring out the best version in you, then that's good. But then, I don't know, it makes me question, like, the impact that others around you have on your own self-perceptions. And it's also the impact that your mind can have, right? Because if you're using comparison in a healthy way, then you can use these great examples in your life to aspire to be like them or to I don't know motivate you in some way but if you aren't if your thoughts are negative in this way and are using comparison to make you feel guilty about something or make you feel not good enough then no matter how great the people in your life will be you'll use them to make yourself feel worse about yourself in a way yeah so I think it'll be interesting to talk about like the different types of social comparison Yes, I feel like I'd heard of these before um, and you've probably, you guys will probably have heard of it before so I'm not going to go into too much depth but upward comparison is basically when we compare ourselves to those that we believe are better than us in some way and this often focuses on the desire to improve our current status or ability and 
we might look for ways in which we can achieve similar results, whether that could be in, I don't know, career success or looks wise or even relationships. And this can be beneficial in some ways because it can allow for us to set goals or, you know, allow us motivation for improvement. Like we said, after our episode that we had with Emily, you know, I feel like she was the perfect example (laughs) for us to kind of, she was super motivating and, you know, then also upward comparison can improve our confidence because if we see people doing something that we aspire to do, it can make us think that, okay, we can actually, we can do the same thing if we just believe in ourselves hard enough, if we work on these and these steps and it can also provide us with knowledge. But then on the other hand, it can also obviously have all of those downsides that I think we're very familiar with, like insecurity or jealousy, which obviously extremely negative emotions to be feeling and they're very destructive. And then downward comparison is when we compare ourselves to other people who we believe are worse off than us in some way and this is often centered around us like trying to make us feel better about certain abilities or traits and sometimes that can be beneficial because it can decrease negative moods or increase optimism in the future or enhance self-esteem and even increase relationship satisfaction I know I've had that in the past when like I've seen I don't know, I've heard people talk about their relationship struggles or seen people talk about even their like experiences with certain illnesses or whatever it is. Sometimes like those experiences are interesting and like necessary to remind yourself of like how grateful you can be to be in the situation that you're in. And that can be very beneficial, I think, to just like put your life into perspective a bit more. Yeah, and just be grateful of what you're going through. Exactly. But then that can also have the danger of like being overconfident or arrogant which I don't think I struggle with too much (laughs) I don't Mm. think I'm overconfident it's just like when people say like it's like when people say oh thank god I don't go through that and it's like that's such an insensitive thing to say sometimes you know there's a way to be grateful without making the other person feel bad that like you would never want to have the life that they're living or even just I think there's a big difference between gratitude for something and then thinking that somebody else is worse than you or in some way less worthy than you because they're in this situation I know we Mm -hmm. kind of talked about this in the episode with Jules when we were talking about homelessness but I think lots of people think that they're in some way different or superior to people that are living on the streets because they aren't and they don't or people often don't realize that actually not a lot separates us from like people living in houses and people living on the streets like it's just circumstances and that this could happen to anybody it doesn't mean that you should be more confident or arrogant about certain things yeah I agree I found an article that was written in 1981 by someone called Thomas Wills and he specifies down downward comparison into like two types um, which I found really interesting I don't know if you heard of it uh, Leo no so he says there's passive downward comparison and active downward comparison so Passive downward comparison is when someone compares themselves to someone who is less capable in order to make themselves feel better, which I guess is just like that type that you were talking about. Um, But then there's active downward comparison, which is when someone compares themselves to others by demeaning or causing harm to them to make them worse off which is what I think is that is the classic example of hurt people hurt people. So like the the case, like the example they gave in the in the article was like... um, if someone 
you know, was slacking off with homework and they weren't doing homework, which is like a really funny example. But um, they'd make like the the A student, they'd like rip up their homework. And then they'd like, and then in their head, they'll be like, that person, you know, didn't do their homework. So it's fine. Because like, yeah, I didn't, you know. I didn't say that the perfect way, but it's just that essence of like you or that sense that you make you ruin other people's situations to make yours either equal or like less bad. Um, And I think that's when it gets really dangerous and toxic. And like it's like the hurt people, hurt people example where, you know, they need I I feel bad for people that do that. (laughs) Like they should. It just makes me feel really sad for them. That's so interesting, I guess, because I was reading something a bit different, but similar along the lines of. I guess, tearing other people down because Festinger noted that if we stop comparing ourselves to other people because we notice that it's making us feel bad, then mm-hmm. we sometimes tend to deal with these feelings by just like mentally tearing them down. For example, like feeling hostility or anger towards them or just like writing the person off because these are more helpful emotions for the brain than just like feeling negatively about the comparison. Yeah. So I don't know, like, have you ever, or I guess maybe this is also a good question for, like, listeners to just ask themselves, like, have you ever Mm -hmm. experienced envy about somebody else, like, whether it's close to you or on social media, and as a result, you kind of feel yourself, like, subtly turning against them in your mind? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I can't pinpoint an example where I've done that, but I know that feeling. Like, I'm 100% sure I've had that feeling before, but I can't pinpoint it. It's. I feel like people do that so often with, like, successful career women or, like, people, famous people. You know, it's like, yeah, they're, mm. they've done this and this and they're amazing, but, you know, they have this and this much help and they, I don't know, you, like, yeah. you constantly look for reasons and, like, justifications why you're not doing the same as them. Or, like, it's almost like you yeah. have to justify to yourself why you are not in the position that they're in in that situation yeah I also found out that there's um like we were saying there's upward and downward comparison but there's also lateral comparison which is where when we compare ourselves to others that are similar to us um and I notice myself doing this a lot and I like I frequently make comments to myself like oh I I look like that or this person's in the same situation as me or oh they also feel this way like this happened to them and they feel yeah. the, the same way and I was just thinking like when we were discussing this topic and stuff yeah I and I think the main so reason much. I do this is to justify my situation in that moment of time because it's easier to be okay with how I'm feeling and like being okay with myself if I know I'm not alone and like not the only one feeling that which is such a weird thing mm-hmm. because like if I was the only person in this world experiencing that like whatever situation like if I couldn't find an apartment to live in if I was the only one experienced that I'd like feel upset about it but if I know that someone else is in the same situation where they're like still you know part-time and they're trying to figure out what to do that makes it more okay this is making so much sense to me like things are like clicking in my mind (laughs) as to why it makes us feel better when we like listen to podcasts or YouTube videos where people are opening up about their struggles and about the insecurities and stuff because if this if comparison is how if it's lateral or upward or downwards if that is how we establish our own self-concept and self-worth then obviously listening to that and being able to compare ourselves to that and realizing that our feelings are valid and they you know that can then help us complete our self-concept and yeah I know that just makes so much sense I'd never thought about that in that way before and like maybe that's why we love like um our podcast Instagram is filled with so many like really motivating quotes and people like even like the the things we post I think the reason we post them is for people to 
you know, like we, we're saying, like, enjoy the space from where you are to where you want to be. Like, that was one of our graphics. And so many people relate to that. And they're like, yeah, you know, like, we need to stop stressing about the future. So it's like, when someone tells you that you should enjoy it, that makes you be like, okay, yeah, I should enjoy it. Mm. And it, like, justifies. And, like, if I message saying, like, oh, I had a lazy... Like, one of the reasons I post, uh, like, the captions over photos to say, you know, I had a lazy day today. I wanted it to be productive, but it wasn't, and that's okay. I want to say that for anyone else that may have had a lazy day to kind of, like, feel okay yeah. with that situation. So I guess that's, like, the good side of comparison and, like, knowing other people's so- stories and situations. If people are honest, yeah. I think that's why authenticity online can be so important because otherwise you are literally just comparing yourselves to fake versions yeah. of people online and f- people saying that they've been super productive even if they haven't and then that just turns into you feeling bad for whatever you've done that day or whatever you're feeling. And yeah, I guess what you were saying before about like conforming to other people, like to other groups or to certain situations, um, the same researcher also like pointed out that the more important we think a particular group of people is, the more pressure we feel to conform in that group, like in our abilities and opinions, which makes sense why we feel more pressure in work situations, right? Because there it's even, we find that like we see that group as a very important group of people. So obviously mm, we'd want it's to- It's like the ideal. Yeah. Uh, side note, manifestation freaking works. Like- <laughs> I've been manifesting this job and it <laughs> like I've been writing you know written manifestations are a thing right like yes. people do it yeah yeah I manifested like last year I said I'm gonna get a job by March 2021 like that's gonna happen and like I wrote it down no I was, like, I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna get a job and then this job like came up and I was like okay wait I'm gonna apply to it and then I like manifested down like I was like this interview is gonna go amazing like it's gonna be the best and like I wrote it down a hundred times and like the interview went really well so so far manifesting has worked for me but I don't want to get my hopes up because next week's low I'm just gonna be like yeah no manifestation doesn't (laughs) work (laughs) no it will it has to work just for us all to believe in something. Yeah, but the reason it, why it works is because it, it like, whatever you're writing... You're then more confident. Yeah, and it's so... And you're then making active steps towards it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not totally crazy. It's not like I'm not doing anything and just sitting on my ass and being like, I'm going to be the best, you know, and then not doing anything towards it. I'm going to have to find the podcast episode that I listened to, but I found it really interesting. It was an episode on with, like, a brain researcher or, like, a a neurophysician or whatever it was like the brain Mm. was their specialty and they were talking about the scientific reasons for why manifestation actually works and it's like proven that manifestation like opens certain pathways in your brain which is why you're then like more likely to go down those routes because you've already like made it easier you opened it up yeah you for i Mm. i'm explaining this in a horrible like non-scientific way (laughs) but i'll i'll try and find the episode and maybe like yeah yeah, post it to our stories because i remember listening to it and i was like oh wow this is so interesting and that just shows that you know people dismiss it as like spiritual woo woo but you know it's not it's based in science So I also did some research about how self-esteem actually ties into comparison. And I found that because we have been engaging in social comparison for years, obviously, like literally since we are children, we almost always have some sort of pre-existing idea about how we stack up against other people. 
and existing opinions on the basis of this about ourselves. So that can be our skills, our abilities, our looks, our moral values, etc. And these opinions are actually what make up our self-concept and self-esteem. So these are like the pillars propping up our identity, so to speak. And these core beliefs Mm -hmm. are actually what is called sort of self-use and we carry them into whatever situation we go into. And they are extremely important because they help us sort of make sense about the world around us and they allow us to navigate the world in like a stable way. So for example, if you have a self-view that says, I'm capable in social situations, then this belief is likely going to help you walk into a social gathering with confidence And then that's obviously going to prop you up for further social gatherings in the future. But then alternatively, if you have a negative self-view, then this belief will likely make social situations stressful for you and could make you even like shrink away from engaging in conversations or being confident in yourself. And so whatever your self-views might be, these are what keep the world consistent. So either in a positive or a toxic way, And this is why our minds actually become anxious when those beliefs are threatened. So this is why we then seek out feedback that confirms whatever our self-beliefs are telling us. So for example, somebody with a positive self-view could be walking into the same environment as somebody with a negative self-view, but then think of an environment as friendly and exciting versus stressful and hostile. Mm -hmm. So this means that whenever we're comparing ourselves to somebody, we're never comparing ourselves as a blank slate. We're always comparing ourselves with a certain opinion of ourselves already in our mind. So we think we know who we are and then we compare ourselves to others in a way that helps confirm this pre-existing belief. Mm-hmm. So this is also called self-verification in social psychology, which was developed by William Swan. It's so interesting. So this means that whenever we're comparing ourselves to other people, we are not trying to develop new or actually accurate ones. We are confirming the ideas that we already have. So putting that into like a more Mm -hmm. concrete example, if we were in a fitness class, then we could look at somebody who's like killing the class, like looking like they're smashing the workout. We could look at them and be thinking, I knew it. Like she's way more fit than me. I'll never be in that kind of shape. Instead of thinking, okay, well, her skills or her effort that she's been putting into it, they're paying off. If she can be this capable, I can be too. I just have to be keep putting in the Mm. time, which would be like an accurate one versus the previous one, which is us using our negative self-view that we already have or like pre-existing notion that we have ourselves. And projecting. Yeah, and projecting it into the result of our comparison. See, so when you were saying all of this, the like whatever came to my mind was like affirmations and why they're so important, like self-affirmations and also affirmations from other people. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that's why I'm like seeing it so frequently as well on social media. It's like people being, or people saying, it's important to take those like five minutes of your day to say things to yourself. Like I'm strong, I'm capable, I can do this. And it's because whatever you think of yourself is definitely a projection of everything else going on around you. So if you go into a situation, like you were saying, where you're like, I... I'm confident enough to do this. You're likely going to feel that way when you're in that situation than going into it saying I'm not good enough. And so it just it shows you how yeah. much your mindset and like the power your mind has on 
whatever is going on around mm-hmm. you and the situations that you're in. Because if you're starting off the day with that positive mindset where you believe in yourself, then others will likely believe in you too, I think. Yeah, and I just think it's so interesting to know that a natural reaction would be to go with a pre-existing belief or like confirm things that we already think about ourselves. So I think we just have to, by being aware of it, I think we can actively challenge that. Yeah. I am interested in like, how does someone, as in like what factors contribute to someone having a lower self-view than a higher self-view? Because I don't know the answer to that question. But like, what makes you different than me where you can you can more easily convince yourself that you're confident? In a situ- I'm not like saying you, you, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Then someone else just going into the day with little confidence. Like, what factors contribute to that? <laughs> I mean, I feel like this would be this would be a whole up other episode that we probably couldn't answer all ourselves. But I, it must be just like a myriad of different things, like a combination of biology and like innate characteristics, but then also upbringing yeah. and like people in your life, for example. Like, if you've always had you know parents who've been super supportive and told you you can do this like you can do whatever you set your mind to being super supportive and I think that will then contribute to you actually also believing that you can do this which then on the flip side if you have parents that don't believe in you or make you feel like not good enough or make you Mm. doubt yourself in a lot of ways then I don't think you're never going to be able to have the self-confidence I just think that it'll be harder for you Exactly, you then have to actively work against those maybe innate self-views that you've built up based on those negative things that you've been told. Yeah, which could be a form of self-motivation though, like I want to prove everyone else wrong Mm -hmm. that I could do this, you know. I guess the moral of the story for me, taking away from this, is it's so important to surround yourself with good people that, you know, make you feel good about yourself. Same with the social media feed, right? Like it only shows like how important it is to as authentic as social media can be, because I feel like, uh, you know, social media is always only gonna portray a certain extent and certain snippet of somebody's life, no matter how real they they want to be, because we're not following somebody around 24-7. But I think there's definitely differences in some accounts versus others and like how they make you feel when you go on them. And that's going to be like personal to everybody. But I think that just shows if you're already going to go onto a platform, which is like the the paradise for your brain that loves to compare yourself to other people (laughs) like our brains are like comparison activation must just be like bing 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 whenever we're on social media (laughs) um I guess it's just important that then we're aware of that and are just curating the best possible like feed of people that we can yeah yeah so what I also found was that like I said, we are always confirming these self-views and that is what keeps our worldview stable. And if we were truly honest Mm -hmm. about all of the comparison data we were receiving, we would actually have to rewrite all of our mental models about ourselves and the world. So for example, a person that's like convinced that they're the best employee (laughs) on earth (laughs) would have to adjust this idea that they actually, they still have a lot to learn and to do and to prove. But then on the other side of this, a person that's convinced that they'll never find a partner would have to adjust this idea that, you know, they're worthwhile, they're in control of their fate and they're responsible for their own relationships. And for most of us, like rewriting these fundamental self-concepts would be absolutely terrifying. So that is why it's just so easy to continue verifying the ones that 
we already have and often we don't even realize we're doing it. So I guess like an open question that I have from this is how do we rewrite these like fundamental self-concepts? How do we do that? Don't have the answer to it. (laughs) I think, you know how it's like the first... The first thought is what like society is ingrained in you, and then the first, the second thought is like your your conscious thought, and I think you just have to yeah. actively like retrain your brain into thinking a different way. Like whether it's like shifting your mindset, or even if like your first instinct is to compare yourself, like looking at somebody else and being like, "Oh, she looks so great. Yeah. Like why don't I look like that?" Then your second thought can be like, "Okay, you just thought that. That is fine. Like." That is completely fine that you thought that, but what is actually the truth? You know, the truth is that just because somebody else looks that way doesn't mean that you're looking any differently than you did before. It doesn't mean anything negative about you. And it doesn't, you know, whatever, whatever you have to tell yourself in order to realize that somebody else's success or beauty, whatever, doesn't reflect in any way about your own and that you are in control of your own self-confidence and the way you view yourself Mm -hmm. but I think it is it must be like a a slow process and like something where I think we do have to like be gentle with ourselves because it's been ingrained for us for however many years we've now been on this planet (laughs) Mm. yeah it isn't uh you wake up one morning and (laughs) yeah you're fine that's why I think people so often have this goal of like I'm going to compare myself to other people less well we're not telling you in this episode to compare yourself to other people less because you know that's no. we've we've just been talking about how that is literally just like not possible it's just about reframing that comparison and trying to make it as healthy as possible yeah this is why when people like i've seen it online where people are like don't compare yourself to other people compare yourself to like a previous a previous state of yourself like compare yourself to yourself and i'm like that's to be fair that's a good point because that helps mm-hmm. you see your own progression but I guess, yeah, like what we're saying here, it is it, it is healthy to be comparing yourself to other people as well. Like it, you shouldn't close yourself off to everything else around you. But yeah, so maybe talking more about like the social media side of things, what we want to come across in this conversation, like the main messages we want to come across is that when we are comparing ourselves to others online, we're not actually comparing ourselves to other people we're comparing comparing our ideas about ourselves to other people um and this can be extra hard on social media because the reality is people aren't showing their authentic selves online and they tend to only post socially desirable information online so like their accomplishments you know where they're traveling to you know what new possessions they're getting um and since they're crafting this representation online it's not the reality Mm. of themselves and so it's really not healthy to be comparing ourselves to these ideals that just don't exist and it's just like what people are choosing to show online because like like Leo said earlier you will never see like the truth of someone's day you aren't you're only seeing snippets that they want you to show um and like just specifically in terms of like body image and that conversation Research has uh, supported the notion that like longer periods of appearance comparison in an online environment are strongly associated with higher levels of internalized female ideals, which is like my understanding of that is basically that if you're constantly seeing these ideals online and you're like you're scrolling through it, it becomes it doesn't even become like an external thing that you're looking at and you're like, why don't I look like that? You'll just look at yourself and have these internalized like ideals 
and it won't even be like that one person you're comparing to it's just like that those ideals um and so that's mm-hmm. probably why like there is that big movement towards yeah you know the reality like people showing their true selves online and like to be fair i think it's important to also acknowledge how good it has been in recent years with like the shift in like models and like plus size models and showing you know like i've seen so many accounts that show stretch marks stretch marks and like beauty uh, companies that have been against filtering and like face tuning and blushing things to show like you know your face has texture people have stretch marks bloating is a thing that everyone gets um so i'm giving like props to Uh, the social media accounts that have been embracing this but I think an interesting thing to think of as well is um, it all depends on what you're interacting with so if you're interacting with the content where there's you know these unrealistic ideals that's all you're going to see and it's going to contribute to your own internalized like problems but if you make that effort to uh, interact with content that you feel embraces like your values of whatever like whatever situation then it can help like make the online environment a safer place I think (laughs) I completely agree and I feel like we can so often feel like oh comparison is so much worse than it used to be and that is actually true I feel like we are valid in that because it's just hundreds of people or thousands millions of people comparing their ideas about themselves to Mm -hmm. other people's ideas of themselves so it's just like ideas comparing themselves to other ideas which I just think is such like a crazy concept and just like (laughs) mind-blowing to think about because obviously you're going to be posting pictures that represent the idea that you have about yourself in the most positive light so and there has been a lot of evidence which I feel like we've all heard about but that social media directly contributes to increased depressive symptoms and episodes like lower self-esteem lower body image and it's also been shown that an individual's personality and like their characteristics so self-esteem self-consciousness etc can actually influence the person's frequency of social comparison Mm -hmm. on social media platforms which just shows that you can probably make social media consumption healthier you just have to you know work on yourself and your internal characteristics and view of yourself and self-esteem first to be able to do that I think it is all about the content you're interacting with like that's such an important thing to think of because I think I'm not like I don't know the specifics of it but there was this study where people are like what do you want to see more and it was like a person that looks more real and like what would you want to interact with and a lot of people interact with the like the image that we always complain about like and we feel like the image that makes us feel more insecure so I think something to think of is we actually do have a lot more control than we think with like surrounding ourselves with these images and ideals that we don't want and it's like also something to note as well because I know we're talking about like body image and stuff but um but social media like LinkedIn I think is such a toxic place as well Oh, yes. LinkedIn, I, I actually don't go on it anymore because every time I go on... Like, Instagram, I can I can come off it and feel good. Like, yeah. I feel like I've actually curated my feed to be quite a positive place. Whereas LinkedIn, yeah. every time I go on it, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> it, it has caused me so much, like, anxiety and probably lowered my confidence going into the mm. workplace. Because, I'm, yeah, because I am comparing myself to 22-year-olds that have done so much more. And... But the reality is they're only, again, showing what they want to show to to employers to make themselves look like the perfect candidate. Like, 
Yeah. No one's going to say I have had 100 rejection emails. No one's going to say um, I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment and can barely pay my rent because no one, like, that's not what someone wants to portray online. Um, and so, yeah, just remembering that, like, like uh, yeah, for everyone out there that has been struggling with, like, with uh, employment because of corona and stuff and have just graduated and stuff, LinkedIn is not the place to go for emotional support. This podcast is, so make sure you check us out. <laughs> Link in the bio. Yeah. <laughs> this is the conclusion of our episode. Just listen mm-hmm. to the Match of Diaries and all your problems will be fixed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's like I was saying, like the that we seek people going... So this is like the lateral yeah. comparison. We seek to provide lateral comparison. Yes, that's our goal. <laughs> that's always our goal with our podcast episodes. Like, we hope you're listening to this and kind of feel like we can just be your friends and you can kind of relate to what we're saying and be like, oh, like, oh my God, I felt this way before and feel kind of less alone and that yeah. you know that there's two weird girls sitting somewhere in the world at their desks <laughs> right now, like, <laughs> dealing with the same thing or similar things and similar emotions yeah. that that you are experiencing yeah we've both cried recently so (laughs) just to put that in perspective like we've had our lows it's fine (laughs) everyone goes through it crying is great i think it's very cathartic like i don't understand why people are so Mm. against crying destigmatize crying yeah to be (laughs) to be fair (laughs) i haven't like i didn't cry for a while and the other day i had a cry and i actually felt so much better afterwards Mm. because it was just all this like built-up stress that i've tried to keep in and I just had that moment where I just cried in bed for like 20 minutes. And then I honestly felt so much better afterwards. I was like, that I missed like that good feeling after a cry. Anyways. <laughs> I think there is like some sort of physical reason. Like I think there's some sort of chemical horm- hormone that's produced when you cry. Which is why you actually do feel physically better after you cry. Which is yeah. interesting. <laughs> So I guess we should now come to the conclusion in our episode, which is, okay, we've talked about this lengthy, you know, why comparison can be bad and, you know, what we do to damage ourselves in some way through comparison, but how can we actually use comparison in a good way? And we've kind of come up with like three main ways as to how we can do this. Yeah. And the first one, which we've kind of touched upon throughout this episode, but it's just like questioning your motivation. So if you're realizing that comparing yourself to other people is actually making you miserable, then you should ask yourself what your motivation for comparing yourself actually is. Is it to assess your abilities and opinions, which can be helpful in some way because it can mean that you can, you know, realistically set goals as to how to improve yourself or how to you know, reach a goal that you want to achieve? Or is it to enhance your sense of self about those abilities and opinions? Or is it to verify Mm -hmm. the beliefs that you already hold about the abilities and opinions? In which case, you know, there's no point in doing that because you're just looking for basically validation and this self-verification, which we've already talked about. But no Mm -hmm. matter what your motivation really is, at the end of the day, you are in control And if self-comparison is making you miserable, then it's only because of the reasons that you're doing it and then the ideas that you choose to form as a result, both of which are completely within our control. 
So because obviously it's our instinct to self-evaluate and look to other people for information about ourselves, it's not possible for us to actually completely stop comparing ourselves, but just by noticing our motives for self-comparison, we can attempt to compare ourselves for reasons that are more productive and healthy rather than toxic. Yeah. So I feel like if we just Mm -hmm. practice enough patience and kindness and self-awareness with ourselves, then we should in time be able to use this comparison to not like either unfairly tear ourselves down or artificially build ourselves up, but actually find out if the ideas that we hold about ourselves are actually accurate. Yeah. And I guess to go in hand with this is like to moderate and time yourself when you're doing this. So we're not hiding and shying away from the fact that we all compare ourselves to others. Like it's just, it's something we do. But the key is moderation and timing. So sometimes it can be beneficial and other times it can be uh, harmful. And the important thing is to know, like whenever you are doing it, is it like question. So again, like question your motivations and then don't dedicate so much time into doing this because I I, I honestly think it it won't let you live your life. Like if you're constantly trying to change yourself to compare yourself to others it's just not healthy for you and it just goes away from just like living in the moment and you know quite like when when you're looking for that source of like self-motivation yeah compare yourself to others be like okay this is like I like I like I admire this person for being at this point in their lives and like let me figure out how to take the steps to go there and that's healthy like do that but if you're just like constantly spending every minute of your day it's just not healthy so yeah a key thing is like knowing when is a good amount to do it and when isn't a good amount to do it yeah and then lastly we've obviously touched on gratitude at the beginning of the episode but it's actually proven that we can use gratitude as a way to avoid this like downward spiral of comparison and there is a lot Mm -hmm. of scientific evidence that gratitude leads to an increased positive effect in your life so it can lead to higher levels of optimism, better sleep, and more prosocial behavior, among other really great things. And I personally, I think gratitude is so beneficial. And I do this every morning, or I, at least I try to do this every morning. I've been quite consistent in it, especially like this new year. But just writing down even just five things every morning that you're grateful in your life. And so this mm-hmm. means that we can also reframe social comparisons that we would normally do in a way that we can express gratitude. So using your own life as reference point. So what you were talking about, Cara, before, like reflecting on a previous point in your life or like comparing yourself to a previous version, instead of like talking down on yourself for it, you can say, okay, I reflect on these worst times in my life to help me realize how fortunate I am now or how far I have come. Versus something that I have often done is like looking Mm -hmm. back on my past or low moments in my past to make judgments about my present me, like being like, okay, I did this. So that means that I am an awful person or I am not capable of X, Y, Z. Yeah. When I actually should be when, and every time I do think about this way, it really does help me like thinking about it in a way of, okay, this, this past time or this like bad time in my life doesn't define me now it just the difference between where I am now and where I was then like makes me realize how much has changed and like how far I've come I think just like one more thing I'd like to to say which I think will be important is we we know that we 
judge our self-concept or like we decide our self-concept based on others around us and like that we can't again we can't shy away from it so try develop a sense of self that's based on your intrinsic value so like take that time to just not just just remove everything else in your brain and just think you know what's important to me what are my goals in life like and that again that can be through journaling but taking that time to figure out like what what's most important to you and you only and what will make you happy and like fulfill you in life and then from there surround yourself with people that align with those values because then you're comparing yourself to ideals that you truly believe in and aren't just there because of societal like expectations or pressures it's like genuinely what's important to you does that make sense yeah no I completely agree as just like a last note to end off on everybody who's listening each of us we're so unique and our success isn't limited by the people that we compare ourselves to no matter how successful they may be and instead we should just be grateful for what we've already achieved and then grateful that we can continue to achieve what we desire because like we already said it is in our control yeah I love that that's a perfect note to end the episode I think yes we we have some sources that we've used so for anyone that wants to like to do more research on this or just to see where we got this information um we can either put it in the description of this episode uh or maybe like mention it in our so in our instagram post or something but yeah so we'll we'll try put all these links out there so that you guys if you want to take that time to do whatever research we can show you like where we got this information from but yeah we hope you enjoyed this episode and (laughs) we hope we put like a different light to this conversation than what's out there and it can help you in any way possible because I feel like this this conversation really helped me at least like I feel better after having this conversation me too yeah definitely especially because I think me and Kara were both like in quite stressed headsets before this conversation (laughs) so I think it I think it's quite I think this episode has been quite helpful so yeah if if you have any thoughts or any like specific examples of comparison that you want to talk to us about like please reach out like we love nothing more than to get messages from people who've listened to episodes and like them reflecting on whatever we've said so our dms are always open yeah and i think it'll be interesting if you have any examples where you know your comparisons have been good and beneficial to you because let's like try bring light to those Mm -hmm. examples rather than toxic comparisons um because i think the healthy side of this is rarely talked about but yeah thanks guys yeah speak to you next week bye bye